What is up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Breathing Air Podcast, where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. I'm your host, Mason Bendigo, and thank you all for tuning in to another week. This week, we have Pecos and the Rooftops, an East Texas meets West Texas hybrid of country music and rock. Great sound. Pecos has a very distinct, low-sounding voice that really resonates with a lot of people and is raw and real lyrics resonate with a lot of people. They have a new EP out called Red Eye, which dropped in January of 2020. A lot of great songs on that. And their debut single, This Damn Song, already has over 6 million streams on Spotify and is blowing up. So y'all definitely go check them out after the interview today. This episode is brought to you by our great sponsors over at Borderline Clothing and Supply. They're an outdoor apparel brand that is going to shake up the market here soon. And they're striving to be a brand for hikers, go-getters, trendsetters, you name it, men, women alike. They have a lot of great products over there, use a lot of natural organic cotton, and they even have a really cool mosquito bug repellent that is made out of some essential oils and stuff that's right up my alley. So great for the summer and great for all seasons. They have a lot of cool stuff over there. So go check them out at borderlineclothingandsupply.com or at Borderline Clothing Supply. Every product is American made. And the best part about Borderline Clothing and Supply is that they have partnered with local food banks. And for every purchase, 10 meals are donated. Over 200,000 meals have been donated so far. So not only a great product, but also a great cause. Go check them out, Borderline Clothing and Supply. Without further ado, Pecos Hurley from Pecos and the Rooftops. Move this around the way y'all aren't y'all aren't staring at my at the ceiling fan. No, you're good. Whatever. There we go. What is up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Breathe and Air Podcast, where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. Today we have Pecos and the Rooftops. Am I saying that right? Pecos, yeah. Pecos and the Pecos. Their 2019 debut single, This Damn Song, already has about 6 million downloads on Spotify. Red Eye is their new EP that came out in 2020, and it's a badass album. Welcome, Pegasus. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, that's a badass name. I mean, how did... Oh, thank you. <laughs> Pegasus Hurley. Come on now. <laughs> 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 Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your background. Obviously, I know you're a Texas boy, but where'd you grow up? Family, friends, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I don't have like the typical like musician background, like growing up in music and playing in church and stuff like 
I didn't really play. I didn't play any anywhere until I was like 21 or 22, I don't think. But uh, I'm originally from Northeast Texas, uh, up in Paris, and also claimed Sulphur Springs a little bit too, because I went to school out in Yanis for two years. So I know some folks out in that direction also. But uh, I live in Lubbock now. I've been there for about three years now. And before I went there, uh, me and my rhythm guitar player, we both went to the Marine Corps after high school. Really? And yeah, we just got out like last year, got done with all that stuff. And so that gave us, gave me time to like have a whole lot more time to focus on the music stuff, you know? Yeah. So how was I'm in the Marine Corps? Oh, it was cool, man. It was good. Um, I learned a lot of stuff and it helps me with, it still helps me like, stuff to do with music and shit like it just keeps me more organized and whatnot you know no yeah sure yeah it was cool i got to go to a lot of places because i got to i was my job was like to fly on c-130s it was like a flight engineer on c-130s yeah awesome so tell me a little bit about you know how the band got started how this all evolved and and how that happened um, well, I dropped this damn song in April of last year and, uh, just to kind of see what would happen, honestly, like I didn't have a band at that point and I'd already written the song and, uh, have you heard of Kane and Bryce? I don't know if I have heard of Kane and Bryce. He plays around Texas a lot too, but, um, I met him through another one of my friends and he was like one to record it and put it on his album, this damn song. And uh, I was like, damn, man, I don't know. And I had to think about it for a little bit. And I asked another one of my friends from South Texas and they were like, well, if you ever think you're gonna wanna record it, then you should probably just kind of hold off because the first time everyone hears it, that's gonna be their original version to them, no matter whose song it is. Right. So, that's what they're going to expect to hear. So I was like, yeah, true. So I just kind of waited and ended up putting it out. And I was like, I'm going to see how it does. And kind of took off. <laughs> and I was like, well, shit, I guess we better get a band together. But yeah, I mean, all my friends, like we all, all just kind of sit around and play instruments together anyway. So we just kind of made it happen started working on a set list and started trying to book gigs <laughs> what happens i lived in lubbock for two years when i was in i guess like sixth through eighth grade so i went to yeah. i don't know if you know where cooper high school is or cooper middle school but yeah so i went to cooper middle school and shout out to all the people that are listening out back in lubbock but uh i remember when i first came in and we're driving in and i had i've been living in fort worth texas and we're driving yeah. with my family and tumbleweed <laughs> across uh yeah it's windy oh i'm like where the hell am i right now but great <laughs> great people and obviously the music yeah. is coming up and has been something that's been really popular lately so tell me a little bit yeah. of what the music scene is like and why you did it to lubbock um well right before i moved uh the guy I was talking about earlier my rhythm player he was already out here. He was already out in Lubbock, and he had been there like a year, I think. Mm -hmm. And I called him, 
and I was like, hey man, this is like right after me and my ex broke up. And I spent like a whole month just like doing nothing but getting as hammered drunk as I could. <laughs> and so I was like, man, I got to get out of East Texas. I was like, I'm either going to Stephenville or Lubbock. And he was like, dude, don't go to Stephenville. And I was like, the only reason I would go there is because I've been there before and I know, you know, kind of how it is. Like, I feel like I'd do okay in Stephenville. He was like, dude, just come, just come see Lubbock for like one day. Yeah. <laughs> we pulled into Lubbock and he was like, stick your hand out the window. And I stuck my hand out the window, and it was just dry. Real dry. Like, man. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Well, I'm used to, like, humidity and, like, just going outside, and you start sweating. So I was like, this is kind of nice. Definitely <laughs> not a fan of humidity. Lubbock, you can go outside when it's hot, and you don't, like, automatically start sweating, you know. It's a different kind of heat. Yeah, yeah. Where I live now, we live in Little Rock, and it's it's super humid. Mm. It, like you said, dry heat, way better. I'd rather it be 100 in dry heat than 85 and super humid. It's just the air is thick and it's nasty. Yeah, bro. You, uh, but the music scene's cool yeah. over here or over in Lubbock. I still think I'm in Lubbock right now, but I'm not. Um, it's It's been good, but uh, we didn't really, like, play around there a whole lot, honestly, like, before we started doing other gigs. But I did the open – or the songwriter – competition at blue lot i did that one like the first and second year i lived in lubbock and uh the first year i got my ass handed to me like didn't make it past the first round and i played i played like uh two songs i don't remember what the first one was but i played this damn song and didn't get past the first round really? i was like yeah, I was like, fuck, I ain't into this thing again. It's tough. But, I mean, you kind of, like, learn a lot out there, you know, about songwriting. And it makes you want to just be better, I guess. I makes you want to write better songs and be a better guitar player and whatever else, you know. How old were you when you wrote this damn song? Um, well, I wrote it with our bass player. Me and him both wrote it. Uh but I was 21, I think, 22. Right. Yeah. Obviously, it came from a – you spoke on it a little bit, but it came from a tough breakup, if you don't mind, like, explaining it. Where is the inspiration from the song? Because it's obviously a very deep, emotional song. You know, it's a hard yeah. song, so. Um, well, it's kind of like a mix of, like, the last breakup, I guess, I had and uh, another – girl that I was talking to that kind of like you know like how you can just get totally fucked up from one girl and then you kind of try to bounce back and you finally find somebody you're like all right maybe like I can see myself liking this one you know like okay maybe I'm not completely fucked and just like never gonna love somebody again <laughs> but, <laughs> but I had one of those after my last breakup and like that didn't work out and she told me that my life was too crazy for her, but like she was equally as fucking crazy, you know, like if not crazier, <laughs> but, but, uh, so, I mean, I guess I got a little bit from that too, but, uh, I refuse to say that I wrote it about <laughs> either of them. I don't want to have to say it, but I mean, um, shit, what else? Yeah, I mean, I definitely know how that is. You know, you go through that breakup and you think 
the world's crushing down on you and you don't know how to react or how to feel. I, I remember one time I, I wrote a song after a breakup and it was just one of those things that kind of just flew off the page for me. Was this damn song one of those things that, yeah. you know, all those emotions and everything just kind of flew off the page? Yeah, well, we were at my buddies, my guitar player and Kaylin, my bass player, they were random roommates. And so we were over at their apartment and I was just like fucking around on acoustic. And uh, sorry, I thought I was about to sneeze. I, <laughs> I was like fucking around on acoustic, just trying to like just play some chords. And I started playing the chords to it. And he was like, hey, keep playing that. And I was like, okay. And he like got his phone out and I knew he was going to his notes. Cause it's like, we both just write songs on our phones and the notes, you know? Right. And I was like, all right, I guess he's got some words. And so I just kept playing it and he sang the chorus to this damn song. And I was like, yeah, we need to fucking throw some verses on this. And yeah, like we need to do something with this. And so I like, I was like, send me those words. And I went home later on and uh, I think it was that night just like kind of got fucked up and wrote verses for it but it's just one of those things that kind of clicks when you have all this emotion and you don't know what, what else to do with it except throw it into a song yeah that's what i love about music yeah but uh sure. one of the new songs off your new ep red eye which what's uh what's the motivation behind the album title if there is any red eye what's what what motivation <laughs> Well, I mean, most of the songs on there were written pretty late at night. So, I mean, overnight flight, <laughs> red eye flight. But, I mean, that relates to it. And also, we smoke a lot of weed. But that's not, you know, the main reason why we called it that. Right. It was just, you know, I thought it was a cool title and kind of fit with what the songs were going to be on there. Right, yeah, no, I like it a lot. And one of my favorite songs off of Red Eye is Conociste, which translates to You Met, which I thought was super interesting that you kind of threw that in there. And I, I just love that, you know, you have that kind of Spanish title in there that mixes a lot with Texas culture too. But tell me a little bit about that song. Um, I wrote that one with our lead player over at their house, like, probably a few months before we went and recorded the EP. And uh, he had the chords and he was just like playing to it. And I was like, it's kind of Spanish-y, like kind of cool sounding. And uh, I just sat down next to him and I was like, keep playing it. And I just, I made him keep playing it until I had a song written. <laughs> but we finally had it knocked out and uh, we added like the breakdown when we went to the studio. Um, we kind of had, some of it the way it was you know but we really uh added a good bit to, a good bit to it like on the the breakdown part right so are y'all writing songs like you said it's kind of late night and you're writing songs with the band are you writing songs more in that setting or is it whenever you get to the studio and things kind of change like are your ideas morphing as you get into the studio or is kind of what you start with what sticks it depends on the song if you ask me um like if it's a song where we've been playing it for like a couple months and we already like know how we want it to sound right and then we'll go in the studio and it's gonna sound damn near the exact same but yeah. and uh but if we have a song where it's just like 
kind of raw and still new, then I mean, we'll we'll probably like just let it uh, finish developing in the studio. But we usually write them front to back before we go to the studio. Yeah. And on the EP, we had every song, uh, every song on the EP, we already kind of had down because we've been playing them live. So we didn't really change much about them at all. Right. There's so much practice already put in that you were like, we're keeping it kind of out. Yeah. 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 Because we'll sit there and practice and, you know, like if we're playing through a certain part of the song and we're like, if I have an idea or if somebody else has an idea, we'll start right there and they'll be like, what if we did this? And then, you know, maybe it would sound better, you know, and we'll just do that until we have it to where we're like, all right, yeah, this is sounding pretty solid. Right. Little tweaks here and there that make a big difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as far as the band members go, we have Pecos Hurley, the lead singer, Brandon Jones, who's the rhythm guitar, Zach Foster, who is the lead guitar, Kalen Davis is on the bass, and then Chris Stevens is on the drums. And you can find these guys at Pecos and the Rooftops on Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Definitely go check their stuff out. Great music and, you know, up-and-coming band that's going to do a lot of big things. Coming up soon, they have Weedstock, which is in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah. And that is a stacked lineup, if I've ever seen one. So tell us a little bit about that event. Yeah. Um, well, they hit us up about that, like, a couple months ago, I think. And, like, before all the corona stuff was going on. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And I don't remember who all they were going to have on there. Um, but they were they were uh, still trying to get a lot of the guys like a lot of the other bands to commit to it and so we kind of held out for a little bit just to make sure it was going to be right a legit thing but i didn't know that tumbleweed was having it i didn't know that that was their deal when i first heard about it but uh shit yeah dude that's gonna be a fun one yeah all of all the texas listeners anyone in little rock that loves country music red dirt I mean, you got to go out there. There's going to be, obviously, Pecos, and there's going to be South Hall, Giovanni, Shane Smith, Flatland, McCollum, Randy Rogers, William Clark Green. It's going to be a big three-day event. So definitely yeah. out and show some love. Um, so as we're speaking on this Texas country music scene, or if we want to call it alternative country, or yeah. like, I mean, I hear so many different terms and lingo for what it is. Um, obviously on the new EP, if y'all listen to it, there's country sound, but there's also a little bit of a rock sound. So it's kind of an alternative sound. What, what's been, how can you describe that sound? Like what kind of influences (laughs) on how this sound is? I don't know, man. I don't, it's hard for me to even describe what it is. Like I wouldn't call it completely texas country and i wouldn't completely call it rock either right it's just a weird hybrid but i don't know like why we make it the way we do but i feel like i don't know both guitar players have grown up listening to like classic rock you know obviously just like every other (laughs) guitar player but and then our bassist uh he actually like hardly has ever listened to country (laughs) Uh, our drummer he um he's more of like a 
pop dude. Like he releases his own music. Our, we have a new drummer named Cade Trenum now. Okay. And, and he's he releases his own stuff too. And but he's a damn good drummer. It's hard to put a finger on it because we all listen to everything, you know. Yeah. Like there's not really a genre that I won't listen to, and same same for all of them. Honestly, they're just kind of be open-minded about it and don't be scared to be creative with it do shit different. yeah i love that because you just got to make lane and what sounds good to you you can't get caught up in what you should be making like it's yeah. got for all of y'all which no one's just listening to one genre really these days anyway. yeah exactly co really has that sound too he started coming out with that alternative rock slash that kind of sounded like back in 2000s when you had alternative like punk rock kind of sound yeah. yeah he he kind of you know changed that a little bit too speaking of which who is one of your favorite guys to go on the road with because i know that you've played with a lot of these guys a the group uh you know uh who, who played with geo and them shoot i don't know uh geo colby yeah uh, we did some stuff with dylan Wheeler. I don't know. I haven't, we haven't played with Co yet. I, mean, I went turkey hunting with him <laughs> like a month ago, but we haven't played a show. Did y'all shoot anything? No. Well, no, we didn't shoot nothing, but we had, or I went with Jake Murphy. He went too. He's Cody West's tour manager. Okay. But we, we were all kind of together and uh, we didn't shoot nothing, but we had one called up the second morning and a dog came and ran it off <laughs> oh, <laughs> of the neighbor's pasture. That hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it sucked. But, no, I haven't even played with Co yet, but it'll be fun. No, yeah, that'll happen for sure. Yeah, Cody's, Cody Johnson's tour manager, Jack, when I was growing up in Fort Worth, his son was my best friend, and then he coached me in football, basketball, baseball, so – a little while back when Cody wasn't that big, he had texted me that he was coming through St. Louis where I was living at the time. And like, hey, come check this band out. It's called the Cody Johnson Band. It was this little bar, probably 150, 250 people in the Grove. And just fell in love with the sound, fell in love with the music and the scene and everything. Got to meet Cody and the band. And obviously over the years, uh, got to create a little bit of a relationship with them. But, you know, it's crazy to see that transition from where he was and now signing with Warner and then obviously, you know, doing 60,000 people multiple times at the Houston rodeo and, uh, you know, playing with Brooks and Dunn and all of these crazy things. Keep that in mind when you're going, man, like it's, it's a ride and, you know, he just signed with Warner and all that stuff. So it's, it's definitely a wild ride, but for you growing up, what were some, your country music or rock like some of the staples that you really listen to that you think may influence your sound yeah um uh well the first two artists i ever remember hearing are hang jr and kid rock <laughs> yeah that's, that's a, <laughs> i mean that, uh, that's like er the earliest memories of my life down there and after that i mean shit like Old George Strait, Alan Jackson, some like Garth Brooks, Keith Whitley, Conway, Merle Haggard, Towns, Van Zandt. Uh, yeah, all those dudes, Waylon, everybody. Yeah. Willie, um, Johnny Cash. <laughs> a lot of them. 
have that deep voice. It's a distinct sound, which is obviously perfect for when you're trying to create a brand with a, with, you know, a band. It's, you have the distinct voice. Where did that come from? Like, was it, have you always been singing early on or was, did you start singing later? And someone was like, dude, you have a good voice. You need to keep singing. Yeah. No, I, I didn't really like do any talent shows and shit like that growing up. I didn't ever want to like be in front of that many people, <laughs> you know, I just kind of like went to my room as a kid and I would put my headphones on my Walkman and have a CD in it. And I would take a suitcase and some like, you know, like cardboard jeans hangers. I'd rip the, pull the cardboard off and play the drums on the suitcase with the music in my ear and just sing along to that. But I didn't ever like, I don't know. I don't really remember the first time anybody was ever like, oh my God, you need to do this. <laughs> I don't think, you know. It was but, one of those things that happened, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I know somebody had to have told me, you know, like, hey, you have a good voice or something. But <laughs> I think I just started doing it because I liked to do it. And a few people surely had told me by then that I wasn't horrible. So I kept doing it and I just kind of like kept it to myself, honestly, until like 2017-ish. Mm -hmm. I mean, the girl that I was dating before I started doing this, like there's no way in hell she would have ever like dated me when I was doing music, you know, like she would not have fucking let me do this. Cause like, jo I was, huh? no, just, she it probably wouldn't have been stable enough for her. <laughs> it's not a it's not a nine to five. Right. And, right. And I'm not getting paid the same fucking amount of money every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds lame. But yeah, it's yeah. Fuck that. You don't want people that hold you back. You want people that support your dream and support like put you want people that push you up, especially a partner and yeah. like you want them to elevate you. You know, yeah. No matter what you want to do in life, and and if that's a dream of yours, and obviously something that you're talented at, then you obviously want someone that's gonna push you along and help you along that path. Yeah. So what what's quarantine life been like for? I know a lot of musicians have been doing the live streams, and uh, a lot of stuff is getting canceled. So what has been y'all's focus as a band? Uh, are you writing all songs, or you know what? and kind of what you've been doing lately with all that's been going on yeah i've been i've been trying to write as much as i can i don't like to like make myself write you know like i like to just write when i when i feel like writing because i feel like if you do if you do that and you write and you're not like in the mood or the right headspace to write then you're just gonna force it and write some shit that you don't even want to want to hear yourself play <laughs> you know like yeah, that's like a fine line because obviously writer's block is a thing where it's, yeah. you're forcing yourself to write but we talked mm -hmm. about earlier when you have those certain emotions that shit just flies off off your page you know just yeah. and that's when the best songs are written you hear people talk yeah. about it at the time it's like i wrote this song that's platinum in five minutes because it was just such a spur of the yeah. And like you said, writing songs at late at night with your guys, and it's just the right timing. So yeah. I like that approach. What's some stuff that 
y'all do as a band or that you like to do personally outside of music like for a hobby we talked about you know you going hunting and stuff but yeah best sneeze <laughs> bless you I'm oh my god i hate sneezing um hobbies outside of music man uh, i grew up roping like rodeon uh my dad and his dad and his grandpa everybody has always rodeoed on my dad's side of the family and so when i was like six or seven i picked that up and that was like my first love you know like my first passion i guess you would say but uh i haven't gotten to rope much lately in the last two years but that don't matter i can come back to that shit always um i like to travel i like to go see new places you know um shit you gotta like go see new places you can't i don't understand a lot of people like stay in one town yeah for 85 years (laughs) no one ever even leaves and i'm like you don't want to see more like you only get one life like right get get your ass up and go see the world like yeah what's some of your favorite places that you've been like whether that's when you're touring or were you just going and checking it out Mm so far touring like doing the music stuff i think one of my favorite places uh people wise probably college station or lubbock um probably wild those those were both really fun shows and then i don't know scenic wise i mean total like with the military and stuff i went to guam and japan a few times and like Honduras, like South uh, Central America, went to Rio. Um, Rio, I bet that was beautiful. Yeah, it was kind of sketch though because they don't like uh, U.S. military <laughs> in Brazil, so like it was it was kind of weird. We had to get like escorted and shit. We're sitting on our bus, but right. Um, Honduras was pretty. Uh, Florida, obviously, California. I like both of those states. California is pretty, but the people there are like, like ninety to ninety-five percent of the people in California. I feel like are just total dicks. Right. <laughs> and no one, no one can convince me otherwise. It's weird how you in the U.S. and you can go from one state to another, and it feels like you're in a totally different place. Yeah. Yeah. Total different vibes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They don't I guess there is some country music out in California, but yeah. Different all around as far as southern hospitality and yeah. Life is just way different. It's way different. Sure. I uh parents lived up in Connecticut. My dad's job moved us around a lot, which is, you know, while I was in Fort Worth, Lubbock, Missouri and now back in Arkansas, but I, they live in Connecticut now, and I went up to visit them, and they live maybe an hour 30 from New York City. And so I went to New York City, and I got walking around, and, dude, it's so weird because, like, coming from the South, everyone says hi to everyone, right? You know, you're walking by, hey, what's up? Like, what people wave at each other in bars and yeah. city, and people just have their heads down, and they're just walking past everybody. No one's looking at each other. and. Yeah weird like i hate this get me out of here yeah. <laughs> nobody like holds doors open for people or like says thank you or anything it's fucking crazy 
Yeah, I remember when I first moved to Missouri, I said, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, to my friend's parents. Like, they would ask me a question, I'd say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I flicked in the head of it when I was a kid, and they were like, no, 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 don't call me ma'am. Making me feel old. I'm like, oh, it's just manners. Like, this is just how we do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I know. But what uh -huh. move? What's the next next move for the band going forward? Obviously, he is pretty recent in January. So, are uh, you yeah. music? And I know obviously yeah. a little postponed, but yeah. Well, um, we're shows are starting to pick back up just because bars are starting to open back up. But um, we got two this weekend, and then I think just one next weekend. But they're slowly starting to kind of come back um but with all this all this uh corona stuff going on we've been talking to uh columbia records a little bit and discussing with them just kind of like trying to negotiate a little bit but i'm not like super pressed to get on with the record label but if they send us a good offer then i feel like it would be dumb not to just because of their resources and stuff like that. And we've already negotiated, they've already gave us a few offers and we turned it down, but we're just, if they, if they make the numbers right, then we'll do it. If not, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing anyway. So right. uh, we just went to uh, Charlie Pride studio in Dallas. Wow. The day before yesterday and met with a producer about uh, recording a single we're going to record that uh, July 8th in Tyler at Rosewood Studios. So and that's the one that me and Colby, we wrote that at the beginning of like March, I think. That's awesome. Was March already uh, when all this happened? Yeah, it was. Yeah. March. Yeah, pretty much. So you and Colby wrote that. Um, yeah, we're going to put that out and then hopefully it will be constantly like consistently back on the road soon but we've just been kind of trying to make the best of the time i guess yeah trying to get it done slash enjoy it <laughs> sure and then i mean obviously my advice isn't too much but for for seeing how and what cody did as far as holding out so long with the record label and keeping his creative freedom was the biggest thing for him yeah this was like, look, I'm, I don't, I'm holding out, I'm out on these record deals and these, these things because I want to be able to keep playing my music. Yeah, obviously working out great for him because he got the machine behind him and he still has creative freedom over. Us. Yeah, and yeah, I, that was one of the first things that. Yeah. We made clear like <laughs> wasn't changing like they know what kind of music we write right like I'm not gonna stop saying fucking my songs. <laughs> Not because I'm just like childish and want to put fuck in my songs, but that's how I talk. You know, I write songs how I talk pretty much. I feel like, um, for the most part, at least. Right. And I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people can relate to your music too, because yeah. I mean, this damn song was the first one and everyone's like, who are, who are these guys? Like they're raw and real and yeah, you may say fuck or whatever else, but like, yeah. 
words are something that people can relate to and it feels real. And that's, that's what I feel like is missing from country music. Not now. I feel like a lot of people are getting into their own as far as like playing real country music, not the stuff that's on the radio anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, where do you, where do you see yourself in the next couple years as far as, as far as record deals or labels or, you know, uh, where you want to be? Like, what are your goals within the next couple years for the band? Um, well, I feel like if you don't want to advance, oh shit, if you don't want to advance in this kind of like job, then you don't really want to do it for a living, you know? So I feel like if you're doing music for a living, you want to be as successful as possible. But at the same time, like, I want to, be happy with where I'm at too, you know, like I want to be able to enjoy it and whatnot. Uh, I'm trying not to like have too big of plans, you know, because I don't want to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. But at the same time, like at this point, I know that this is what I want to do for the next 20, 25 years, whatever. And guys, are they feel the same way. So we're just like, hell yeah, let's keep riding and keep putting music out and see where it gets us. And fuck, we're going to be happy regardless doing what we want to do. So, yeah. As long as I can keep my bills paid and be comfortable and be able to take care of a family with it one day, this is what I'm doing. No, so, it, yeah. And I, I definitely think that that's something that you can do. And I encourage you to keep at it because, I mean, your sound is unique. And obviously, with, the success that this damn song's had and with the new EP, I mean, you're seeing a lot of traction quick. I mean, we're talking barely a year. And I think this damn song last time I checked had almost 6 million streams on Spotify alone. So people are tuning in and hearing the authentic side that y'all bring to the table. So man, keep at it. Um, one of the things that I like to ask everybody that I have on, and we have a wide variety of guests is what is your definition of success um i feel like success has i mean it has a lot to do with how happy you are and content you are with like where you're at and what you have um not necessarily off of not necessarily off of what you own and shit but what you just have in your life um, like if you if you're happy with how things are going with your family and like you got a good job your kids are doing good in school you know whatever whatever it is for certain people but success to me is just being happy with your life and because if you're happy you have all the things that make you successful so yeah. like you got you got the money you got the truck you got the fucking four-wheeler or whatever you know right whatever whatever uh makes you happy you know no yeah for sure ladies and gentlemen welcome to the newest segment of the show the speed round all right so i'm going to rail off some questions and you can answer them however you want whether that's one word or if you want to elaborate a little bit on it but first question is, favorite drink? Alcoholic is currently White Claw, and no one can judge me for it. 
I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Ain't no laws. <laughs> I know a lot of fuck boys drink these, but I think they taste pretty decent and they fuck you up. Um, non-alcoholic is definitely sweet tea. Yeah. If I'm not Boy. if I'm not drinking, I'm usually drinking sweet tea. Okay. Uh, Favorite. And every now and then I'll drink a water. Hydrated, <laughs> uh, some high quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. And Mountain Dews are, are my energy drink. Mountain Dews are solid. All right, favorite color? Favorite color is black. Favorite band? Favorite band? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's solid. That's solid. Favorite food? Pizza. <laughs> okay. That's the third grade of me, dude. God damn. Are you getting, are you getting toppings on the pizza or? Yeah. So, um, Probably like a deep dish Alfredo pizza with chicken and pepperoni and jalapenos. Ooh, jalapenos. Okay. Spicy. Yeah. Spicy. Yes, sir. You are on the road in St. Louis and y'all stop there. You should definitely go to Pie Pizza. A deep dish. And the dish is kind of like a cornbread crust. Ooh. It is so fire. Oh, my gosh. That sounds good. It's so good. It's uh, so good. I'm telling you, you got you got to check that out. Damn. Favorite movie? Is that what you said? Favorite movie. Favorite movie. Um, Tombstone. Oh, that's dude. So Tombstone many good ones there. So many good ones. I've seen it so much. Say when. Huh? Say when. Yeah. Say when. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good ass movie. Yeah, that's such a good movie. Um, let's see. Favorite sports team? Dude, Saints, I guess. I like to watch the Saints. I'm not like a huge, like, I'm not going to walk around like acting like a Saints fan and be like, yo, I'm a Saints fan. But I like to watch the Saints play, mainly because Drew Brees is a good quarterback. Yeah, he's solid. He's solid. All right, all right. Favorite sport? Golf now. (laughs) (laughs) Only thing that's on TV right now. Yeah, no shit. And, like, this is the only sport that I can still play <laughs> without hurting myself. That's true. I did see a picture of you on Instagram swinging the club. I like to play a lot. Are you a decent golfer or are you just kind of recreational? I'm not, like, crazy good. I'm, I can, like, keep up if I'm golfing with good golfers. Like, I can keep up with their stuff usually. But I'm not, like, good good. I could probably shoot, like, maybe under 100 maybe yeah <laughs> but i usually just go and drink and smoke and stuff way act a fool on the golf course is bad yeah that sounds about right i i thankfully my dad put a club in my hand at a young age and i like to play a lot but yeah. i i played football in college so now that's my other way to kind of compete and play yeah but yeah. okay so favorite let's see favorite superhero Mm, Hulk. Oh, Hulk! You won't like. I guess it's not really a superhero, though. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Hey, that's solid, solid. Well, is there anything that y'all are trying to promote right now uh, for the audience that's listening? Anything that you know you want to kind of say to them? Any upcoming events? Any upcoming music or projects along that line? 
Yeah. Um, well, we should have that single that me and Colby wrote out in the next couple months, in the next like two to three months, I would say. So be ready for that to come out. And then depending on how everything goes with Columbia, um, right. we might have more stuff out by the end of this year. But it's kind of hard to say right now because we're still negotiating with them. So we can't like go release a 10 song album, <laughs> you know, with us still talking to them right now because they're wanting to do things a certain way and we'll see how that goes. But um, that and we're going to be back to playing shows, uh, go on our website and buy some merch, pagan-rooftops.com. Um, and that's where you can find all of our shows and, and stuff like that too. What's the next upcoming one that y'all have scheduled? Um, we have Tyler at Cowboys. Okay. Uh, Friday night and then Saturday night we're or the one in Tyler, uh, Carson Jeffrey is opening. Okay. And, and then uh, Saturday we're going to Lufenbach and playing there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. It's going to be cool. Free. Uh, I listened to one of his the other day, Ranch Girl Dream. That's a good song. Yeah, that's a banger, dude. I like yeah. um outside of country music, who are you listening to right now? Um it just depends really because like the past like three days I've been with the guys and they've been playing all the music. So like <laughs> it's like just, I haven't been playing music at all. But I mean for me, uh I like to listen to like Gucci Mane, <laughs> like ASAP, like older rap. I don't like the mumble rap type shit. I don't know. Either. I fuck with T.I. a lot. Um, they're, on the, they're on the bar in there. Uh, T.I. Uh, shit. Who was M Old Eminem. I like older Eminem stuff. Um, it's hard to say. I listen to, like, fucking everything. Like, it's hard to, like, list off five people that I listen to just because... There's probably like a million uh, shit, dude. I'll literally listen to, to anything. Yeah. But I have a why. I always, my friends used to always make fun of me in college because if they put, if I put my phone on the, and I put on shuffle, you never knew what kind yeah. of, come on, they'd always make fun because you'd go like 90s country and then like hip hop and metallic. <laughs> Some house music, like, dude, it would be just boom, 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 all over. To always make fun of me because you never knew it was about to come on. <laughs> yeah. So, did you did you go to Tech or were you just living in Lubbock? Um, I went to South Plains for a semester, but that was about the time that I released this damn song. And okay. I was kind of like, why am I going to school right now? Right. Just just because I didn't. I mean. I wanted, I was going to school for like business and I didn't really know what I was going to do with it once I got it, you know? So I was like, why don't I just try to do this music shit for a little bit, you know, give more time to that and see where that goes. And if it don't work out, I can come back to this business degree thing. <laughs> and so I'm still kind of doing that, but I think eventually I'll, like finish online or something i think we'll have time on the road for me to like do some online classes and knock it out but all the guys went to tech uh except for our new drummer he went to a commerce i think 
but good time i mean what was it, when was the year that you got to tech uh 2017 or yeah when was it 2017 uh 2017 it was like the summer of 2017 okay you're you've been to chimney chimneys yeah yeah that's really always heard that's a good time yeah, my girlfriend likes chimneys a lot. They got some pretty good margaritas and shit like that. You got a girlfriend now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Well, I've, we've been dating like almost three years now. Oh, wow. Like, like we probably two and a half years, solid two and a half. That's solid. That's solid. Yeah, she's really good. She's a good one. For sure. That's great. That's great. Well, I'm happy for you there, man. So let's listen. Y'all, we are here with Pecos and the Rooftops. You can find them on Instagram at Pecos and the Rooftops. You can find them on YouTube and on their website. Go check them out. Check out some new tour dates coming up soon with all of this coronavirus stuff that is passing. And go check them out. Go show some love and support. Their new EP, Red Eye, is out on all streaming services. And then their debut single that dropped last year, This Damn Song, that is catching a lot of traction, obviously is out as well. So make sure you go show some love, buy some merch. Great band, great sound, and expect a lot of big things from them in the future. And thank you so much, Pecos, for coming on. I'm excited to see y'all's progress within the next couple of years. And a uh, long way down the line. So is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners? No, man. Thank you for having me on this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I've never been on a podcast, I don't think. You're my first podcast. <laughs> well, you're on. This is your first one. And, hey, I appreciate you coming on. And I expect within a couple of years we're going to see you doing a lot of big things. So keep at it, brother. All right, man. Sounds good. Thank you all again for tuning in to another episode of the Breathing Air Podcast. As always, go ahead and go over to Apple, hit that little subscribe button, leave a rating, leave a comment for us, and let's keep this thing rolling. It'll give you updates whenever we have new episodes every single Wednesday. If you're not already following us, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Breathing Air Podcast or on Twitter at BA, capital BA underscore podcast nine five. You can follow the personal Snapchat as well, Mason underscore Bendigo. I'll be putting a lot of the updates for upcoming things. So as always, thank you all so much and have a great rest of your week.